Hey guys. Hey guys. So we're back with a new podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. You know, I'm just so grateful and so blessed to have you guys with us, you know, supporting us not only through YouTube, through here, you know, and I'm just so grateful. So um, anything you want to say? No, I just want to, today we're just going to talk about different things, random things. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys can relate. You know, a lot of the times we, there's certain things that we feel or we're going through or we want to discuss with you guys, but we don't always feel like putting it on the channel itself. You know what I mean? One, because YouTube is a pain in the ass and you know, like there's certain things that it's best to say it here. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I could be more of myself and not have to worry so much about what somebody's gonna think of me or is it gonna be able to be said on YouTube or we're gonna get demonetized mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, shit like that. So, um, so we, we were gonna talk about, um, we were gonna do a separate video about the concert and stuff like that, but we're just gonna talk about the concert experience here because that has to do with how we've been feeling for a while and stuff like that. Um, the concert was amazing. I was really, really panicking before, not the night before, but the day before because I'm like man there's gonna be thousands and thousands of people I didn't know the concert was sold out we found out that it was sold out when we got there which you know I did it wasn't a surprise to me because you know RBD is very very known and a lot of queens most of its storia and stuff like that I knew people from Astoria was gonna go I mean half of Astoria must have been in freaking the concert because a lot of the people that were there were Mexican Hondur Hondurian Salvadorian people from Brazil, um, all over the world, you know, it was a lot of South Americans in there and it was just amazing. The experience was amazing. The drive there was good. Everything was good. But I, in my, the back of my head, I was like scared because I knew that I was going to end up probably in somebody's phone, which I was right, you know, because the people that were in front of me and other people around us, everybody was on their phone. You know what I mean? Um, I took a couple clips, obviously, for the vlog because we wanted to um, record that for you. And a lot of the people that watched the video were so grateful. They were very uh, grateful and considerate and saying thank you so much for taking us along. A lot of people were crying watching the concert with us. So it made me feel good. But I also try to keep in the back of my mind since I'm very conscious and I don't like being in people's phones. Let me try to, you know... Um, blur out the people and stuff like that like I couldn't do everything but I try to keep that mindful but you know we ended up in people's snapchats and you know pictures and stuff like that you know what I mean so um we got in the place late so we ended up going we get to the place we're going up the stairs and we're like we need to go to a bathroom because we drove like it was 1 30 when we hit the road and we didn't get to go to the bathroom till like eight o'clock at night how crazy is that? Because we went to the pizza shop. The pizza shop refused to let us go to the bathroom, which I found it weird because I'm like, you have all these people, thousands of people. They must have been like maybe like 100 people in that pizza shop by the time we finished leaving and eating and stuff like that. A lot of people from the concert, policemen, all types of people. And I'm like, how is it possible that y'all don't have a bathroom for people to use? But then again, I have to keep in the back of my mind that there's idiots out there that ruin everything for other people. So we got inside and I'm like, we need to go to the bathroom. Like I really need to go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So me and my sister decided to tell my brother, go to the bathroom. You know, we always like keep in communication and say, if we ever get lost or something like that, you know, let's pick a certain spot that we can meet there. And one of us finds each other, you know? 
So there was so many people inside Madison Square Garden, like everybody buying drinks and food. And, you know, as we're going into the bathroom, I'm like, there were so many people in line that I told Marlene, let's just go to the same stall. We could pick the handicap. It's empty. Let's just go in there so we don't take up space. You know, we could take our time. So as we're using the bathroom, I hear somebody outside the bathroom and she's fucking screaming like really loud, like being loud. Yeah, it was the cleaning lady, mm-hmm. right? Mind you, is the concert is full of Hispanics, right? Because there's a Mexican based band, right? So it was a lot of, you know, Hispanics in there, which there's nothing wrong. So the lady, the cleaning lady happens to be Hispanic. So she's, she's yelling this in the bathroom while Darlene is peeing and I'm waiting. She's like, flushing the toilet, flushing the toilet. La mamá latina le dicen a sus hijas que flushing the toilet. La mamá latina son buena madre porque le dicen a sus hijas que flushing the toilet. La única que no flushing the toilet son la morena. So basically she was saying that Hispanic moms teaches their daughter to flush the toilets, that Hispanic moms are good moms because they teach their daughters to flush the toilets. The only ones that don't flush the toilets is black girls. So when I heard that, I told Darlene, please tell this bitch to shut the fuck up because I can't even pee. She was yelling that while people were running in the bathroom because, you know, the the concert, you know, it was a delay to get in Madison Square Garden. They said that they weren't going to start the concert until everybody got seated because Madison Square Garden was delayed. I don't know what happened, but, you know, like, it was late. So everybody's running into the bathroom. It's jam-packed. It was like a club in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know how bitches be in the line waiting. You got to go to the side. You, you can't even walk, you know, mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. You got to walk to the side because you could bump somebody. That's how it was. So she's yelling, saying, flush the toilet, please flush the toilet. But she's being ignorant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yo, she lucky black girls is not in here because they would have fucking really fucking fucked her up. And so I came home. I told my dad, he's like, I know there was no black girls there because she would have gotten killed right there. You know, I just, I just didn't say anything. I was, I felt so like violated, disrespected. Like, you know, I took that personal because I have a lot of black family members, cousins that are half black, half Dominican. And it's just like, you know, even if I didn't have black family members, that still doesn't make it right. Because, you know, I'm the type of person that we were raised to love everybody the way that they are. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And accept everybody the way that we, uh, they are. That's how my mom raised us. You know what I mean? And it's just you know, crazy to me that we still have people like that, that are out here thinking that that's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. where is it okay for you to talk like that and not adapt to, to how the world is here? Like, I'm pretty sure if I could put my hands on fire, I'm pretty sure you came from your country to the United States and you still have that mentality where you can adapt. She's ignorant as fuck. And my thing is like, you're basically clocking black women from all over the world saying that all black women don't flush the toilet. That's ignorant as fuck. Mm -hmm. That could get you killed out here with the wrong female. You say that shit to the wrong female, you will not make it. She will send you straight to the ICU. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, I'm to the point in my life that I have completely tuned myself out and shut myself out from the world to the point that I can see something. As long as somebody's not getting jumped or somebody's, you know, being robbed and I'm there and stuff like that, obviously I'm going to do something about it. But there's just certain things that I just mentally have completely shut myself out to the point that I don't even say anything because it's like, why am I going to continue schooling somebody that should know better? You know, I'm not your mother. I don't fucking know you. You don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. And it's just like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not like 
Like just, I don't even, I don't even have. We don't associate with people like that. I don't even want to be around people. How about that? Like I just, I just feel like every time we go somewhere, I feel like we're tested. Like there's always something going on, and I don't know if it's us just personally that we have that aura where, you know, people feel the need to say stupid shit around us and act stupid around us, knowing that we don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Or knowing that I try to avoid certain situations. I think that's why that's that one thing where you could control yourself Mm -hmm. and not everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's why we be so tuned out. But Mm -hmm. other than that, like after, you know, that situation, we quickly, you know, washed our hands. We peaced out. And she was just there just yelling and talking Mm -hmm. shit and, you know, saying little slick comments and stuff like that. And we just peaced out of there because the point was to go to the concert and have fun. I'm not about to ruin my night. To try to school a hoe and start fighting with her. Because mm-hmm. if she says something stupid else, it could have gotten really nasty in mm-hmm. there. So, I don't got time for that. I'm grown. Let a bitch say something like that to the wrong bitch and let her catch hands. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saving no, none mm-hmm. of these bitches out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the concert changed my life. Let me tell you something. When I went to that concert, you know, I was expecting just like... I knew RBD was great. I, I Because seeing them... You know, seeing, you know, them in novella and and seeing them on stage when I saw them on TV and the DVDs and stuff like that. I'm like, this is a different set of kids. This is a different set. This is a different group. When I went to that concert and I saw the love on stage that they have for themselves and not only for the crowd and how that crowd was going crazy Mm-hmm. And me just being there And I was just like No like this is amazing like, I was crying Like I was crying I thought that I was gonna be like Thinking about my past And everything that I've been through And stuff like that But I enjoy every moment of it I think that they They were crying on stage They were hugging each other Throwing Blowing us kisses mm-hmm. And it was just amazing And they were so grateful To the Hispanic community And telling us to work hard That we're we're the best We're guerreros And stuff like that And I think that just put fuel into our fire Like you know To keep working hard They were talking The girls Sorry to cut you off Were saying that We women matter Our Mm -hmm. voice matters You Mm -hmm. know And they were just Throwing so much positivity So like Darlene said Get back to it You know They were saying We were guerreros And it just fueled us Yeah and I think You know Saying that you know, we're so important. A woman's voice is so important and that we're strong and stuff. And I feel like that like fueled my cup to want to do more, to get out a little bit more, do stuff that actually makes me happy and stop like really, you know, worrying so much about my anxiety Mm -hmm. or like being afraid to be around people because I don't like being around people to be honest you guys and I tell my sister this all the time I don't really like saying it that much but I have said it before I hate a lot of people I yeah, really she do. don't she don't have like I, I, don't. I think there's a lot of people that throw that anxiety word because that's like the new cool thing oh I have anxiety it's like one of those things where all these bitches and no but I really do feel like that like I don't like saying that no I know but that but I'm just when saying. I when I'm around people, like if I have to go out in front of people, I'm like nervous. I'm I nervous. Know that, but that's what I'm saying, that you actually do suffer from that. There's certain people that now, you know, it's like one of those things where there's girls now that say, oh, uh, everybody's OCD now. I mean, I don't care about You know what, what I'm other, saying? Yeah, I don't care about what other people say. But, but she but really me, does have a problem with that. Yeah. Like every time we go somewhere, I constantly have to tell my sister Darlene. She's always whispering in my ear, Marlene, look at this, Marlene, this, Marlene. And I tell her, Darlene, Darlene, and it's always, that that happens, it's a generational curse. 
I have an uncle right now that I'll call him right now. And he'll tell me that he can't even go through a drawer because he's nervous. No, that's he, not me. That's he, not me. Tiene una ansiedad. He cannot sleep. He's anxiety-based. He's on medication. You know, that runs in the family. My mom used to be anxiety, had anxiety, depression, nerves. So now seeing my sister being so young, and I suffer from anxiety too. I just feel like it's because people have made me be like this. And like, the platform does I not think, help. I think that, you know... Because I could only control myself and I know how to act and I hold myself to a certain standard that I feel like everybody's going to be like that. And then, you know, not- for like example, this concert, I had to mentally prepare myself. I was super excited, but I already knew that I was going to be around a whole bunch of people that I can't control what they're saying or what they're doing. Like, for example, in the, in the, and a lot of people were saying this, oh, that's going to be a new hobby to go to concerts. No, it's not. Number one, I'm not spending thousands of dollars to go to a concert number two i don't like people like that to begin with that i have to really mentally prepare myself like for example uh this is the thing that i don't like and and this is why i don't go out because i'm very conscious when we were in the concert and we were going down um i never been to madison square garden so in the top it's like almost bleachers it's like 20 sets of steps in different uh like 10 steps in one and then you gotta go up a couple more steps and then 10 steps more The whole fucking way going up and down the steps, people, multiple people, fucking idiots standing there, taking pictures, posing. So you don't have a way to come go down the stairs and go up the stairs. Not only that, then you have to figure out where your seat is. You have fucking idiots sitting down, eating chicken wings and French fries. They won't get up. They will not get up. You have to go on top of them. Luckily, nobody has attitude. No, everybody, everybody's like, you know, you know, when you go to a concert, you have to have patience. And that's what me and Darling don't mm-hmm. have. So, so that day we prepared ourselves because we knew it was RBD. So for the girls that are saying this is going to be a new hobby. No, you really guys don't know us because y'all watch our videos and like, y'all like to just say anything. Mm-hmm. I get that. Some of y'all, you know, probably said it because, you know, it's our first concert. We got to love the group that we're going to go see. And I, I think... You know, if they were to come here again, because I know that they're going to perform, they were only going to do it till December. Now they're extending it to 2024. So if I feel like it and I want to go to another state, then I'll do that. But other than that, you won't really catch me in no concerts. Like, I'm not a concert girl like that because I hate being around people. Like, it's just one of those things that I know myself. I know how problematic I can be then I'm just going to remove myself. Yeah, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much people in your way. You got to be on people's phones. Like, you got to have patience. Like, even to get out of the place, we were like, you know what, Darlene, Marlene, let's just wait because, you know, we can be a little bit, you know, I don't want to be complaining or upset or cause myself, you know, I did I me. Let's just wait till everybody leaves. You know, a lot of the crowds left and a lot of the crowd left again. Millions of people in the stairways, in the middle of the way where you're trying to get out the exit, on the stairs where you're trying to go up the stairs, people posing, taking pictures in both sides of the staircase. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, coño, pero es verdad que... Mm-hmm. So for those that said, it's not going to happen, No, mama. and then, you know, we go and get the car. We end up going to get the car. And I'm like, okay, by the time we get there, it's going to be empty. The parking lot is really, really small. So we get to the parking lot. There must have been like 30 people that were in the concert waiting for their car. Now, these people are all discombobulated. 
And all of a sudden, I start seeing all these fucking dumbass bitches that are half naked, trying to cut the line, trying to get their car before because they got their asses out, their tits out, you know, a tight little dress. And people, you know me, in my head, I'm like, no, these fucking dumbass bitches are not trying to cut the fucking line. You know what I'm saying? And then you have all these girls, excuse me, can you get my car? My car is right here. Excuse me, can you get my car? While there's a whole line and people is looking at them all types of crazy. And the guys were like, no, you got to wait your turn. You know what I'm saying? So they were using their sex appeal. And and mind you, there was two girls in front of us talking shit about Mm -hmm. it. They were looking at us and saying, yo, these bitches. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, because I hadn't noticed. I was about to say something too. Like, y'all not about to skip no fucking body. Get the back to get to the back of the fucking line, bitch. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care if you naked. I don't care if I can see your pussy from the back, bitch. Go to the back of the line. Uh, and it's, it's just crazy. I'm like, this only got to happen to us. Always. So then I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'm trying to be patient. I didn't say anything. I just minded my business. But in my head, y'all already know my mind is going at a thousand miles an hour. And I'm cursing everybody fucking out. Okay. <laughs> So the parking lot is so small. Not only is the parking lot so small, then you have these fucking goddamn idiots get in their car, play on their phone, open their phone, text on the phone. And of course, nobody can fucking go anywhere because it's one car at a time that can leave the fucking parking lot. I'm like, this cannot be life. I mean, this cannot be fucking life. This is why we pray. Actually, when we were when we were on our way to Madison Square Garden, this is why everything went so well. We were playing the rosary. Mm-hmm. We were praying the rosary. I was like, darling, let's pray. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I said, I, I, let's pray. My mom used to do that all the time. My mom is a Catholic lady, and she used to make us pray that fucking rosary while she was driving us from Brooklyn to Queens, from Manhattan to Queens. Mm-hmm. Anywhere we went, we was praying that rosario. And when I'm standing in the line, because I was like, man, we, we're, we're in... We're waiting in the parking lot almost like 45 minutes to get our car. We were like one of the last ones to get our car. And I'm like, Jose, got the chargers out. I already have my GPS open, my maps, my Google Maps. I was jumping. I was jumping. Y'all know how to do jump uh, double dutch when you start like leaping, like you're going to jump in. That's what I was doing to open that door, that car door. Yeah. Bitch, we was running in there and we were getting the fuck out. Like me and Darlene don't complain just to complain. Like if we have issue with something, we want to make it quicker for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have to complain about what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like, so, bro, like, yeah. we trying to go home. We got to drive almost three hours away. It's 12 o'clock midnight. And y'all here, like, slow as molasses. You get in your car knowing that there's other cars that need to come up to the front because the parking spots are small and you can only take one car at a time because they had cars parked all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Not even in parking stalls. They so have the them- parking garage they were the problems mm-hmm. they weren't organized so therefore it was a group of people you know so it, it, it was chaos mm-hmm. but the point was that me and Darlene had to be patient mm-hmm. you know so you know it was- I'm grateful that we went I'm grateful that we went because that's what we needed <laughs> to do I'm grateful that I kind of faced my fears because I said I never go to a concert like I never thought that I could go to a concert because I am so afraid and that's another thing that I'm working on not to always think that something bad is going to happen. Yeah, because my always... fear is, God forbid, there's a fire. God forbid, there's a shootout. God forbid, there's a brawl and you can't get out. Like, I'm always thinking about that stuff because we're not safe nowhere. Yeah, she's always... I'm telling you guys, she ain't lying. She is a mama bear. She's always worrying about something. She's always telling me this, that, that. 
you know, she's always, you know, dealing with people. She don't like it. She don't mm-hmm. like being around big crowds. Mm-hmm. She not like that. Nah. Even to the club. Like, every time we go to the club, let's sit by the exit door. Now, I don't even like to go to the club like, anymore. Like, like she's always checking out anything. Like, you know, be careful with this guy. Be careful with that shady bitch. Like, she always, she got the mom radar. My mom knew what she was doing when she said, Darlene, you're going to be, you know, in charge of the family. I, um, I don't even like to go to clubs anymore. Because every time we end up in somebody's yeah, home. Yeah, everybody, every, every time we go somewhere, me and Darlene, it, it happened when we were fat. It happened when we were, you know, when we were the weakest of the weakest. And we were insecure. Every time somebody want to put them, put us on their phone, somebody want to record us because I don't know, man, people just weird. And we don't like that. Like nah, we, the last I, time, the last time we went out, uh, to a club and it was because my little sister and brother, it must've been like three or four years ago. Um, right. Three years ago, maybe. Yeah. It was a, a, a little while ago in Tampa, Florida. So we go out or whatever. So we ended up going to a couple spots, but uh, there was COVID time. Yeah, it was it was heavy duty COVID time. Like this time, you had to have your masks and everything. So we go to a couple spots. My father was not feeling it, so my father walked out and left us all. And I'm like, Dad, what happened? He's like, Yo, y'all think that that I'm just gonna stand there without getting a VIP table? Like, what the mind fuck? Mind you, think? mind you, it was a Dominican little spot. As soon as you walked in, there was like these. Freaking dirty ass bitches grinding on guys right by the door, staring you know, you staring you down and stuff like that. I said, nah, my dad walked in, walked the fuck out. He's like, you think I'm going to stand here with COVID and everything and not get a table? Then we went to another spot. And the only reason why we went out was because my little brother and my sister wanted to go out so bad. They, they wanted, wanted to take us out. Yeah. And me and my sister, we know better now. We didn't want to be a party pooper and be like, oh no, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know what that was like growing up and you wanted to hang out with your people or with your cousins that you looked up to and then they turn you down. So me and my sister always put our feelings aside just to please somebody else. So we ended up going to um, another spot they didn't want to let my little brother in because he was not 18 at the time. Or was he 18? He was 18. He didn't have ID. So oh, they okay. wanted him to get like 21. 21. Yeah. So we, we go to a hookah lounge. Yeah, the hookah lounge. Um, There was like two people, two boys playing a uh, pool. There was a couple other guys that were sitting in the bottom where the dancing floor was. <coughs> Excuse me. So me and my sister, my dad, my little brother, my sister... You know, we're all there, we're smoking, and I'm like, you know what, we need to have a drink, I need to have a drink, or whatever, so we're drinking, smoking, and I told my sister, nobody was in the dance floor, everybody was minding their business, with their people, on their phone, and I said, Marlene, let's dance, because I don't come out just to sit down, yeah, if we, I'ma do that, I'ma just stay home in my yeah. fucking bata with no bra on, and my hair mess, yep. and even then, I still dance in my own house, Yeah. We, so... I'm like, you know what? Let me get the DJ to play a typico for us. We're going to dance. As soon as we... I told my sister, my little sister, you got to dance with daddy. And me and my sister are going to dance together. So we start... As soon as we start dancing, it was, mind you, four of us. And I'm talking about this freaking pista. This dance floor was big. Like almost 316 wedding style yeah, type stuff. Yeah, it was stuff. nice. It was yeah. nice. So the guys that were sitting on the dance floor, on the couch, they were facing... We were facing their back. 
As soon as we started dancing, kid you not, another group of people started dancing because I think that, you know, they were there before us, but because the dance floor was empty, they don't want to be the only one dancing because not a lot of people have courage to do that. Yeah. I can do that because I love to dance and I know that I'm good. I'm a good dancer. Exactly. Especially when it comes to my Dominican music, there's no, there's no ends, ifs, or buts. Yeah. Like I could take anybody down. This is why, this is why this always happens to us. Yeah. So the guys... Their backs is facing us. Obviously, me and Darlene are shutting it down because the, me, me and Darlene been dancing merengue typical since we were 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we haven't stopped since. So, we pros over here. And so, we dance really, really fast and everything like that. As soon as we started dancing, they all turned around, started looking at us with their phones and everything like that. And, of course, I peeped that. And my energy already changed. I mean, I still was killing it, but I was so uncomfortable. She was thinking, wow, they're going to be... And I hate that. Because the first thing you're going to think is when somebody's facing you with their phone, you're going to think at some point, are they recording me? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what was happening. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's why me and Darlene just like, if we're the problems... Let's just work hard so we can make our own home, mm -hmm. our club. We can mm -hmm. have our own woman cave. That's mm -hmm. what we're working on. Mm -hmm. This is why when a lot of people, like females especially, yeah, love to point the finger at somebody else. When are you going to get married? When are you guys going to separate? Mind your business. We're working on our future goals here. There's always going to be dick out here. There's always going to be a guy that's willing to fuck me. There's always going to be a guy willing to fuck you. That is never a problem, okay? I They don't even... I don't even, you guys know that I don't even fuck around with people, let alone do I want to even deal with, you know, talking to somebody. Like, I don't have the energy anymore. Like, I just don't even have anything to say to people. Like, I just don't, I don't feel like I can relate to people. Like, even at work, when I go to Ross, I mind my business. I barely talk to any of the workers. And there are people that I like. Some of them are, I like them a lot. And it's just like, I don't even have anything to say. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? think it's because where we're going and what we want to accomplish, nobody's at our at our level. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying financially, I'm just saying mentally. Mm -hmm. Like people, all they're focused on is when we talk to people, a lot of people like, okay, I just spoke to somebody that, and this has happened in my past before, where I talk to people and the first thing they want to do is like, Oh, y'all do YouTube? Okay, so I want to start doing YouTube. How much money y'all make? Everything is money and for going viral. It's never for making somebody else feel better. Or, or it's never, we, never, we never get somebody and say, Oh, how, what, what made you start that? What does it make you feel like? Like, mm -hmm. why do you continue doing it? Like, stuff like that. Like, I feel like everything is always for, like, give and take with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, it's always about an interest about money or, mm -hmm. or the wrong reasons. And it's just like, I just don't have the time or could relate to people. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I feel fine being this way. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me feel any type of way. Like back then when I was growing up, um, I used to be like, man, like, why don't we have friends or why don't we have this? or Why don't we have that? Now I've learned to accept it and I'm fine with it. I just don't want to be out. No. If that makes sense. And no. And let me rephrase this, right? Because we've had friends. I've just chosen not to allow anybody else in my life, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to mention a couple people that we were trying to give a chance, a family, a couple years ago. I'm going to probably do a podcast next Sunday. I'm going to talk to Darlene about it, see if she wants to talk about these people. Um, they were good people, just didn't work out. But the friends that I had, 
this is how mature I am and how, how I'm trying to truly, truly, truly forgive the girls that really hurt me in my past, right? Because even though I say that I forgive them, there's one of them that if I see her, I might attack her. That's not forgiveness. I don't ever want to put my hands on anybody because if I put my hands on that girl, she still has power over me mm-hmm. and I'm letting her win. And I was thinking about her the other day and I'm like, there's no way that after 11 years, you know, even though I'm here now, you got to look back at how much you loved her and how much you appreciated her then. So let's focus on that. That relationship that I had with her was undescribable, not undescribable, but it will never happen again. You got what I'm saying? And I don't want it to happen again because... I'm grateful for that, that, that relationship, that relationship taught me a lot and stuff that I'm not going to tolerate today. And today I can maybe talk about it to inspire somebody to let go of those toxic friendships that don't serve you no purpose, but you know, I'm I'm, because a lot of people sometimes are afraid of being by themselves. And I was too for uh, a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel like being alone in whatever situation that you're at, of course, it can get lonely. It's it can scary, get, it yeah. It can be repetitive. It can be scary and stuff like that because you don't have an outlet. You don't have somebody that you can spend your time with, whatever type of friendship it is. Um, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to, to not have nobody. It's okay to, you know, your own company. If you can't enjoy your own company and be by yourself, then there's a problem with you. Yeah, something's wrong. What happens when you're lonely you're fucking alone, bitch. You got to focus on you. You got to focus on putting yourself first. Okay, I'm bored. What am I going to do? You got to focus on your mental. You got to work on what am I going to eat? It's all mm-hmm. about you, 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 you. And there's and nothing so many wrong people... to take yourself on dates. Yeah. There's no, nothing wrong with, you know, just evaluating everything. You know, being alone, you can learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. You and can it's learn like, so much. Why is it that when we're alone, we don't want to pick up a book? Mm-hmm. Why is it that when we're alone, we don't want to pick up the Bible and read a Bible scripture? Mm-hmm. Because instantly, if you're upset, reading the Bible scripture is going to change your attitude. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we're not focusing on, you know, working out or, yeah. or going for a walk or doing our hair, our nails? We just sit in misery in bed and yeah. let the time pass by. Yeah. And say, oh, I'm bored because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, because there's girls that, that they need to val- be validated. So they need a man up under them. Mm-hmm. If that is you... You need to fix that. I feel like, um, like yesterday I said, man, I'm bored. But then I'm like, Marlene says something to me and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm grateful. You know, cause sometimes, you know, you use, you grow up using that word because you're young and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you don't even know what fucking bored means. Yeah. I tell her, you know, that so... I, I tell her every day I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in situations where I've been miserable, yo. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm going through something right now that wants to take me back to that misery. And I'm like, no, I'm taking control Mm -hmm. because guess what? I am in control of my destiny and how I'm going to react to the bullshit that comes around. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to put, nobody's going to put it easy for me and nobody's going to put it easy for y'all. I'm going to tell y'all to your face because a lot of this old social media shit, a lot of these pretty bitches out here that you see, they get pretty privileged. I don't get that. I've never gotten that. I don't know what that's like. I got to work fucking hard for what I want. And I'm going to tell you to do the same. That way, when you get to where you want to be, you don't have that man telling you, hey, give me what I need because you know what? I help you get here. Mm, you don't need nobody to come on, man. throw that stuff in your face. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Be your, your own fucking boss. You know, be your queen of your own destiny. And it's, it's okay. Hard. It's hard yeah. because sometimes it's like... 
you know, you're going through your own depression, you're going through your own thoughts, and then you're dealing with how people treat you or you treat them. Sometimes you don't know how to handle certain things or communicate very well, or you're maybe in a financial bind or, you know, you're living in a household where you don't feel at peace and safe. And it's like, you don't know where to turn to. You don't know where to go. You know, my only thing that I can tell you, <coughs> excuse me, is write notes down. I think uh, um, prayer, prayer, if you believe in God, the only thing I'm going to tell you is to pray. And he's going to lead you in the right direction. Do because- your research and find other outcomes and, and, you know, resources, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, you're at work and you've been there for a while, maybe ask for a raise, start looking around, you know, if you have to move out, you know, by yourself, you know, look for a roommate or, you know, maybe rent a room from a family member that you can trust, find a a solution to your problem, because Mm -hmm. there's always a solution. You might be too prideful or you might be too hard headed or negative to see the positive in whatever you're mm-hmm. going through. And if you're going to be negative and say, I'm never going to be able to figure this out or, or fix this, then you're the problem. You're, you're, you're dooming your own, yeah, yeah. your future. Because if you're going to say, man, I'm, I, I'm not comfortable where I'm at, but I also don't want to go to her house because, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable knowing that she treats you good or no, because you're going to have to sacrifice when you're living with somebody else. You're going to have to stop doing Mm -hmm. certain things. You're not going to be in your own, the comfort of your own home. So you got to sacrifice. So you got to be uncomfortable first in order to find your peace. (laughs) If that makes sense. And uncomfortable times bring you growth. Mm -hmm. You know, you're only going to learn when you're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's the time when you're doing the most growing, the most changing. So you got to soak up like a sponge. Mm -hmm. There's always room for improvement, but if you're going to stay stagnant and you're going to be negative about it and that's where you want to stay, then stay there. Don't be a hater with the people that are moving forward. And don't also be in misery knowing that you can change certain things in life and enjoy every moment. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the moment that you're going through stuff. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's easier said than done because I've been in situations where I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at myself. I mean, no me digan nada. Don't tell me nothing about things are going to get better. You know, things are going to change. Uh, if you're going to have that mentality, nothing's going to work mm-hmm. because it's all about your mentality mm-hmm. too. And it's taken me decades to figure that out. Yeah. You have to be patient. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in that trial and tribulation, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give yourself time. To, and if to you're, room, you're to like grow. us, if you're like Leo's like us, that we want things our way at mm-hmm. a certain time. Mm-hmm. And what we mean our mm-hmm. way is we want the house. Now we don't want to wait any yeah, longer. What's the point? If of you what? have good credit, if you have the money, why are we waiting? Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that God does that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. If you believe in that, or you believe in crystals, or you're an atheist and you believe in the universe, there's certain things that need to happen before you say that they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, things don't happen just like that. You know what I mean? And I think also me and Darlene got to make decisions that, you know, we're avoiding right now. Mm-hmm. We're avoiding, we're, we're, we're already, God has given us the green light. We're just really procrastinating here and making excuses. And right now we're okay with that because mm-hmm. we're trying to step up the chicken right now. Mm-hmm. You know, our bread, our money, our mula, our dinero. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So right mm-hmm. now, that that that's what we're doing. So And sometimes, you know, even though we have good credit and we got good financial standing, you know, money is never enough. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And that's, and I've always told my sister this, we got to save, we got to continue saving, 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 you know, for so long growing up and, you know, in our early twenties when we were miserable here because we were the problems, we wanted things done our way. Now I would tell Marlene, we got to save, we got to continue saving, saving to the point that we bought a home in three months in Florida. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to do that like nothing. And the home was brand new guys inside. And okay. So let me tell you something when god has something for you it is going to happen exactly and i was like i need to save more money i had the money but i was like you gotta save you gotta save you gotta save you gotta save i bought that home and i already made double the amount that i put so it's just like when things are gonna work money is never enough Mm -hmm. you gotta make sure that okay you have double the amount that you're gonna spend why because if something happens if your car breaks down if you buy a house you have the money to cover it if you have you know you're renting out your your place or you live in like we do where we have our house vacation home and then we have you know a mortgage and we have rent we have enough to cover that and more yeah always the house in florida we had it for two years right we were there for two years going back and forth or whatever. Two years later, when we when we were using it, the AC unit gets mm-hmm. messed up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eventually something, you know what I'm saying? Always something a- happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So being a house owner, going back, we always got to make sure we have money because something can happen. And we, we had to spend 740 something dollars yeah. just to fix the AC yeah. unit. Yeah. So it's always, you have to make sure that you have money. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you're willing to take that gamble because to be honest, I didn't do that much research to buy a property. I didn't know that you had to pay property taxes. I didn't know none of this stuff. I didn't know none of this. We didn't know you had to get an inspector, you know, you know, ask none of that. We just did it. Appraisal. Uh, we, we didn't yeah. know nothing, guys. We just went into this and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy a home just to say that I'm a homeowner. I'm the first homeowner in, in, in my, my house. house. Yeah, you know what us. I mean? And it's just like. You know, I did it. I put it in God's hands. I knew that I financially, I was stable and and ready to do it. And I took a gamble and everything. It was the best thing, but I've learned so much. I've learned what escrow is. I know how much money you have to put down, down payment. Should you get an inspection done? You know, a lot of states, they don't want you to do inspection. It's not mandatory. I didn't know none of this. Like here in Pennsylvania, we were looking at homes here. They don't, they don't mandatory. You're not. You're not legally obligated to do an inspection. And coming from two girls from from the hood in Brooklyn that we grew up with parents that came from the boat, they don't know nothing. My father didn't know none of this either. He knew certain things. But for example, I was going to buy a property in Pennsylvania. I said, now that I learned that I need that I uh, an inspection should be done. I went ahead and spent $525 to do an inspection here because I knew I'm like, I'm not going to take that gamble. <coughs> I had the money to buy the property. I go and get the inspection. I got the inspection. I got the expense inspection done. And there was mold in the bottom, in the basement. There was corrosion. There were certain things that, that were <coughs> broken outside. The street was broken. She forgot to tell you. You forgot to tell them. We found the home. So we found the home and we decided oh, to yeah. put a down payment on it. Um, well, deposit, get it inspected. The lady didn't want to give us our deposit back. Mm-hmm. That's how she fucking was... shady the real estate people out here. Yo, th- I'm telling you here where we live, yo, you gotta, you gotta have, patience. you gotta have patience. Like I put, what was it? A thousand dollars. Yeah. I put a thousand dollars down. Um, and I was able to get that money back if I 
was able to, if I wanted to back out for whatever reason, as soon as I got the inspection done, I spoke to the guy that did the inspection. He said, you know, there's electrical problems. There's certain things. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm not doing that. No. And the lady kept telling me, oh, you know, that stuff could be fixed and blah, blah, blah. Any house that you buy. Mind you. She was putting fear into me, like trying to tell me. Mind and, you, before they you spoke to them, weren't they giving you attitude until they saw how much you had in your bank account? Because that's what these brokers do, too. Um, real estate agents. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she's telling me any. And mind you, I already had bought a, a home in Florida. And she's trying to put fear into my heart, telling me any buy, any home that you buy out here is going to be, you know, it's going to have problems. You're going to have to put money. I said, no, it's not because I bought another property in Florida that was brand new and it was mandatory inspection. So you can't sit here and tell me that you're not going to give me my money back. I said, what is it going to take for you to give me my fucking money back? If there's issues in the house and you're comfortable with those issues, I said, why don't you fix it for me? You got to get nasty with these people. It took me like almost two weeks to get that money back <coughs> because she wouldn't budge. She didn't want to give me my money back. So until I threatened her, I basically had to threaten her. I'm telling you, these people like these people, I'm telling you, they got nasty attitude. And some of them, you know, look, look at what we went through. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like, and let me just say this really quick. Me and Darlene used to live in Tampa, Florida in 2006, 2007. When we got there, we were young. We were 19 years old, so we didn't like it there. We wanted to go back to New York. We had our friends calling us, party this, party that. So we wanted to go back to New York, but I always knew that I wanted to go back to Florida. And now, when I was older, I was telling my people, some of my people, hey, I want to go to Florida. That's where I want to live. And people would be like, oh, no, you know how there's negative people that'll be like, oh, no, you know, it's so expensive over there or there's no jobs or it's not good over there, the economy, this. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. When you have a desire, when you want to move somewhere, when you want to do something, you don't let nobody tell you no. So look at what happens now. Years later, we are able to buy our first home in Florida. So can't nobody tell you nothing. Whenever you want to do something, also, I want to be a homeowner, a second homeowner with a pool in the back this time. I'm going to make it bigger. I'm going to make it better. A lot of people have always told me my whole life, oh, pools are expensive. All oh, pools are this. I'm not asking you that. I said I'm going to be a homeowner with a pool in the back. You got to be careful with who you tell your business to. You yep. got to be careful. Even if you tell your business to the person that you trust the most, always keep in the back of, the, of your mind that you can't control what they say and do not take it personal. Don't ever take what somebody tells you personal because you cannot control what other people are going to say and what comes out of their mouth. A lot of the times growing up, I took everything personal yep. because I feel like everybody's going to be like me. And mm -hmm. I have come to the conclusion that everybody's their own person. That's why you have to be careful. You know, a lot of the times we block our own blessings because we want to be included. We want to feel love. We want validation from people. We want people to tell us that we're doing a good job because we don't tell ourselves that we're doing a good job. We don't, we don't love ourselves enough or, or reward ourselves or pat ourselves on the back and give ourselves grace and say, we're doing the best that we can. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're never enough for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We always want somebody else to pour into us. But we could pour to other people. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm grateful. Every day I'm just, you know, praying more, talking to God more, and just being grateful. Mm -hmm. Truly being grateful for where I'm at in mm -hmm. life. Because I'm truly blessed. Like, I never thought, you guys, that I have, you know, 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Has it been hard to get it? Yes. 
But I'm grateful. Do all those people watch me? No. But I'm grateful for the people that do support me. That do feel like my videos are instrumental to their life. That's why I do it for. That makes me feel special. That makes me feel like a million bucks. You get what I'm saying? Because that's what I want to do. Another thing is jumping back to the concert. The concert changed my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm a content creator and I know, you know, what YouTube can, can be. But for me, I just want more. Being there in that audience and just seeing them on stage. No, I'm not an artist. I'm not. I can't sing or nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I think just, it's the energy. Yeah. And I think that a lot too, it was the right time and the right place for us to go. Because when they were starting performing, they were younger. Their mindset was not developed. They, they were doing things to please, you know, people. We, we started watching their interviews, their recent interviews. They weren't getting paid like that. Nope. They were being controlled, mm -hmm. told to do certain things, act a certain way. So now that they're much older, they're in control of what they're going to say. They're in control of how they are and what they, how they feel and they accept themselves. They're, they're 40s. They, they know who they are. You know what I'm saying? And the love <coughs> that they poured into us, I think that... That has helped me a lot to be less more like, you know, worried about, you know, what tomorrow holds or worried about not enjoying the moment in the present, not be so like closed minded when it comes to doing stuff, like not be overly scared and just take a risk because had I not doing, done this, I would have regretted it. And it was grateful to, uh, I'm grateful that I was able to step out of my comfort zone and realize that the concert was amazing. If I would have continued being negative and continue to shut that out, I would have missed the concert. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? They were saying, you know, like they were saying that we were guerreros. The girls were saying that we as women matter, our voice. They were throwing kisses to us. Like they were just so grateful. And they were crying. They were yeah. crying and, you know, saying that, you know, us Hispanics, you know, we represent something bigger than that we know that, you know, we are amazing. And just all that love, it just you know, poured into my cup that I needed, you know what I'm saying? And it just gave me that motivation because I grew up, you know, looking up to them and I still do. And just having them tell me that and all of us there, you know what I mean? It's amazing. So, um, we hope that this message, this episode helps anybody, you know, uh, buying your first property or saving your money. You know what I mean? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Continue to work. Even if it takes you five more years to buy a home, you will buy that home. You know, when the time is right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, I think properties are very expensive right now. Um, I will wait it out. You know what I mean? Um, look, because it, it is a process, mm -hmm. you know, and if, if in your area is too expensive, maybe you can move over to another, yeah. another part, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, and pray that God leads you to the right place, to the right house. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't want to just jump into being a homeowner just to say you have a home and you have keys to a house, but you can't afford it. Yeah. So you can't live into mm -hmm. it. So, you know, and make sure that you do things that are going to make you happy, pour into you, stop living so much for social media and for what everybody else wants to do besides yourself. Mm-hmm. Be careful, be graceful to yourself, be kind to yourself, love yourself. And, you know, write down what it is that you want, your goals, you know, write on a, a journal, you know, save your money, uh, do things that are going to help you and that are going to benefit you in the long run. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said, I hope that you guys are doing well. Tomorrow's the new start of a new week. We got so much planned for you guys. 
we're ready to start vlogging again and just putting more content out there you know enjoy the little bit of left the summer that's left and you know and have to, um have fun spend time with our family our loved ones uh spend time with ourselves and be kind to yeah. people you know the world like there's no humanity out no. here anymore Mm-mm. you know so I think that, you know, like she said, pour into yourself. Make sure you're sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're watching stuff that makes you happy, mm-hmm. that makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. What are you guys watching? Because, you know, there's so many people that want to be on social media. I personally, now that I'm a content creator and I see what it takes, I'm not watching everybody. Mm-hmm. I was uh, last night, I was looking at positive stuff on my Instagram. Yeah. And you know how in your feeds, all these videos come up. Mm-hmm. Before we make this any longer, I just want to say this. There was an artist. I don't know. Lovely T might be talking about this. It could have been it's somebody famous. Mm-hmm. There was someone, a homeless man, sleeping in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And they started recording it and throwing water in his face and stuff like that. And making fun of him. And it's just like, it's just crazy that stuff like that can be on social media and get thousands and millions of views. And they don't get jeopardized. But anybody that's good and hardworking always has to like work extra 10 times harder. You know, we're living in a world that, you know, people are not kind to each other. Mm -hmm. People think that everything is fun and games and and joke. And, you know, they don't care about hurting somebody else's feeling. That's why those viral, viral, very, yo, I can't even talk. The viral videos that are going on, like TikTok, first of all, we don't even own TikTok. I've never used it. I don't even know what it looks like and I'm not I'm not interested Mm-mm. in it because the whole platform to me is demonic. The stuff that you guys do on there and see and scroll and scroll all day and it Mm-mm. eats your fucking brains out that y'all can't even write a sentence properly. There's no more happy birthday calls. Everything's on text. Then when you re- get the text, you act like you can't acknowledge it, right? Because Mm-mm. you got you your, your daughter's calling you. Bro, I miss those days. Yo, like people Let's just take it back a little bit. Yeah, of course. When you used to buy birthday cards and balloons and just show up in your friend's confetti, house. Confetti, don't oh, forget confetti. Oh my God. Or in school, I never had this happen. Like your homegirls from school will buy you balloons mm-hmm. and cakes. I used mm-hmm. to see that all the time. Or like your friends used to call you and then I used to plan stuff together. Like I miss those days. I miss when I used to, you know, call my little boot thing and we used to be in the breaking night all night talking mm-hmm. on the phone, talking mm-hmm. about just random shit. Like I miss talking to my home guys. My homeboys back yeah. in the day, it was so innocent. Nothing so like pure. how big is your ass or can you twerk? Let me see what you look like right away. It was more of a phone conversation. I, I remember um, I had this homeboy and me and him used to play music all night together mm-hmm. and just pick the same songs, listen to it at the same time, talk about the lyrics and we would fall asleep till six o'clock in the morning on the phone. Like I miss those days or going to the corner store, your homegirl used to come over and you used to do the same shit every week and you got sandwiches, sit in the steps and just talk or take nah, a train. Nah, we used to go to the Bronx to my cousin's <coughs> house. Every, almost every Friday, we used to get Chinese food, mm-hmm. go to FIFA's mm-hmm. in the hood under the train to get our Dominican <coughs> blowout. Sorry, you guys, I'm smoking and she's yeah, coughing. she blew that freaking smoke right in my face. Sorry. Um... You know, like, I just love doing these podcasts because I feel like I'm talking to my homegirls. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I feel things. like, yeah. Oh, my God. And there was times that we, we used to have sleepovers. And everybody, I remember, I'm never going to forget this. 
Priscilla and the sisters. We used to go to New Jersey, and um, Priscilla's sister used to work in a movie store oh where they God. had the VHS tapes, and she would call before it was nine o'clock. She used to come out, and she's like, "Hey, what kind of snacks do you want?" And she's like, "What kind of movies do you guys want to watch?" And I would tell her, bring scary movies. She's she like, I'm always, always bring the scariest movies. With the Ouija board. Yes. All and, the time. And I remember, I think if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the first time I saw Clueless, I think it was with them. Yeah. And we used to get all types of popcorn and chips. And we used to sneak in bars and candies. Because you know how Dominican parents are. They don't want you to gain weight or eat certain things. Yeah. Junk food in the middle of the night. And we used to just sneak in all these snacks. And They'll just... dead I tell you. Then it's like coming tanto because they're gonna go either. Telling us stop eating so much, I'm gonna get fat. Yeah. So we would have to sneak, but those were the old days, and I missed that. Yeah. I miss and I just it. hope that in the future, like if God allows it, that I could meet some of my subscribers, that we could like go to private islands and just have a slumber party, like a '90s yeah, theme party like, with my girls. Like y'all support us so much that that's what I want to do in the mm -hmm. future. When God aligns us, like, oh I want to do something different on my platform. Like, I'm not trying to be what everybody else is. Like, oh I want to give back. I would love to do, like, a Sweet 16 type party yes. or, like, a prom for any of the girls that didn't go to prom or Sweet 16. Like I want to do a party for teenagers that lost their mom at 15, mm -hmm. like us. Mm -hmm. That would be so cool. Like, yeah. Just talking about this stuff reminds me, like, of my past. Like, I remember, like... Growing up too. Do you guys remember Fashion Bug? Oh Ma my god. Oh my god. Fashion Bug was my favorite. Mandy, Mandy Conway. to the rescue. I love. V.I.M. Conway. Um, Caldor. Yes. Kmart. Sears. Like where has time gone? Blockbuster. Toys R Us. Like yes. I miss. I miss Fashion Bug. Like I remember like. Hold on. Don't forget Dennis. Oh my God! If you remember, if you if you from the hood in New York City, you know about Dennis. Ten dollar pants. Okay. Oh my God! Don't, I love VIM Doctor Doctor Lady, Ladies Doctor J's. I never been there, but I know they sell dope shit. Oh man. my God! Um, and I remember going to the Dennis store and JF by JFK, and yes. then we used to go to Nathan's. Oh my God! Oh my God! The Nathan's hot dogs. You guys, like, like I just, miss. I can't. We gotta keep. We gotta stop talking about this. We're gonna do. We should do like a, um, a topic of just talking about old school stuff. If you guys have any topics and stuff like that that you guys want us to discuss, just bring it up. Um, send it to us on the email. All the emails are always in the description bar, and yeah, or DM us on in, in Instagram if you have, you know, our Instagram and stuff like that. Um. Thank you so much, you guys. We hope that these videos help. Like, we just be going through stuff during the week. And, you know, like, this is our way to talk to you guys and let you guys know what we're going through. And, again, every day, girl, when you wake up, is going to be a battle to fight mm -hmm. for your peace. Mm -hmm. There's day. always going to be a distraction somewhere. It could be your child. It could be your mama. It could be your boyfriend. It could be your work. It could be your inner demons yes. that you're facing. It's, it's always, always something. It's, it's always going to be... A, a, a struggle but it can be done this is why i say focus on you whatever that is if it's prayer if it's meditation if it's going for walks if it's going to go get a cup of coffee whatever that is if for it's you watching your our videos or listening to our podcast or spending time with the people that you love you know take 
you know, take it one day at a time. Put love into yourself. Do something every day that's going to make you happy. Do mm -hmm. something, you know, and say positive things today to yourself. Okay, today wasn't a great day, but today I look beautiful. Today I'm grateful for my health. Today I'm grateful that I got to eat my favorite food. You know, something, you Let's know. Let's all say something. Let's say something positive to our women before we leave this podcast or just our audience because um, we also have males that that do watch us and listen to us so let's all say we we are beautiful we are beautiful we are successful we are successful we are determined we are determined we are kind we are kind we are unique we are unique we are the bomb yes and we are healthy yes you know, you guys are amazing. We love you guys. We send you guys hugs. I wish I could hug each and every one of you guys and give you kisses and hugs because sometimes that's all you need. Yes. You guys are amazing. You guys are doing great. We're proud of you. Nobody tells you that. We're proud of you guys and we love you. Until next time. Bye, guys.